1: Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 8 verses 28 through 34. We're going to see Jesus' power over the spiritual realm. We've seen his power to heal sicknesses and diseases. We've seen his power over the natural world to calm storms like we saw in yesterday's text. And we've heard in passing of Jesus healing people who are possessed by demons. But this is our first real close look in the book of Matthew at somebody who's possessed by a demon being healed or having these demons cast out. Let's start in verse 28. And when he came to the other side, to the country of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men, met him coming out of the tombs so fierce that no one could pass that way and behold they cried out what do you have to do with us O son of god have you come here to torment us before the time let's stop right there first thing we need to address is this is all very real stuff there is a satan there are demons there are angels there are spiritual forces of darkness in the heavenly realms as paul writes about in ephesians chapter 6 and if we could peel back the barrier that keeps us from being able to see what's going on in the spiritual realm i think we would be aghast at what plays out there. And sometimes, I think even today, there are manifestations of those spiritual realities in real life on earth and that's nothing we should be afraid of because Jesus and God are sovereign and powerful over this stuff as we're going to see in this text but if that's not part of the reality that you just assume is true then I would say scripture suggests something different and if you want to align what you believe about reality with what scripture teaches you need to have room in your mind for these spiritual forces that are conducting whatever they do in a realm that we can't see so these demons represent recognize Jesus as the Son of God. They're the ones who are speaking to him. It's not the two men, it's the demons in the men that are speaking to him. They recognize him as the Son of God and they say, what do you have to do with us? Are you coming here to torment us before the time? And what is the time and what are they talking about? Well, at the end of time, when the score is settled between God and Satan and good and evil, and when his kingdom is established eternally, the new heavens and the new earth, the new Jerusalem, the scriptures are clear that Satan will be bound and he'll be thrown into a lake of fire and The demons will be punished and tormented with him. And these demons see Jesus show up on the scene in 30 AD or whatever it is on planet Earth. And they're going, whoa, 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 what are you doing here? Did you come here to torment us before the time? So they're automatically intimidated and freaked out because they know that he has authority over them. Verse 30, Now, a herd of many pigs was feeding at some distance from them, and the demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, send us away into the herd of pigs. And Jesus said to them, Go. So they came out and went into the pigs, and behold, a whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the waters. What a crazy circumstance. Can you imagine sitting there on the hillside observing this? I mean, I can kind of picture in my head what I think it might look like, and I'm sure you can too. This is just surreal. And the people who saw it or heard about it, who were in close proximity, it. It must have just been totally freaked out. In my mind, it begs a couple questions that we have no answers to, and maybe they aren't worth asking, but this is just where my mind goes. Okay, if these two guys are demon possessed, are there just one demon in each guy? And if so, Jesus casts two demons, one out of each guy, into the herd of pigs. How does that work? Does just each demon go into an individual pig, and so only two of the pigs are demon possessed, and they go running and the others follow? Or are there multiple demons in these men, and they are all cast out of the man into the herd of pigs so that many pigs? have a demon in them or can demons divide up one each in the men when they're in the men but when they're in the pigs there's multiple of them I have no idea but this is all very perplexing and surreal and a little bit creepy and this is all coming home to bear on anyone who was in the area and heard about this at the time just must have been totally shocking not only that but this is suggested by some theologians to be a prefiguring of that ultimate final punishment that Satan will experience at the end of time when he is bound and thrown into the lake of fire. Just like these pigs are running into the sea and drowning, Satan will be thrown into the lake of fire and burn in the lake of fire and this could be a foreshadowing of that. Verse 33. The herdsmen fled and going into the city they told everything especially what happened to the demon possessed men. And behold, all the city came out to meet Jesus and when they saw him they begged him to leave their region. Isn't that amazing? Makes sense that the herdsmen would run into town frantically telling this story. I can't believe what I just saw. You're not going to believe what I just saw. So all the people come out. They're interested. This is crazy. They want to see this guy that made this all happen. He did a couple things. Jesus did. He killed off a bunch of their food, in a sense, by letting the demons go in the pigs and they killed themselves. And so that kind of upsets the social order and the food chain to a degree that freaks people out. And maybe more importantly, he exposed them to this dark reality of spiritual forces and demon possession and pulling a demon out of a man and putting him in to pigs. And so these people's minds are blown. And I think that the response is probably related to those two things. This is way beyond anything we want to deal with. We just as soon forget this ever happened, kind of make it the local town secret, put it in the past, move on forward without having to address these things or think about them much. And we don't want our pigs getting killed all the time. So will you please leave? Please, please, please leave. I think that puts a question in our lap when Jesus comes into our lives and upsets the apple cart, which he does because we are naturally sinful, we're naturally opposed to God, we're naturally His enemies. Scripture says we owe a mountain of debt to God for our sin, and the only way He can accept us is if we're perfect. That's a lot of straight up bad news. What we know about the rest of the gospel is that Jesus provides a solution to that bad news. He lived the perfect life that we can't live. He paid the penalty for sin through death and separation from God that we can't pay, and He offers anybody who puts their faith and trust in Him that righteousness and that penalty paid. So the question is, when He comes into our life to offer what he has to offer. Are we going to receive it and believe in him? Or are we going to beg him to leave? Because it's just too upsetting. It's too confrontational. It demands too much change of how I think and how I live. My prayer is that you're somebody who, when Jesus approaches, you will receive him, believe in his name, and not beg him to leave. Amen.
0: The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting. our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners—